Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Fully Toasty Nick, accompanied by the man who puts on a mask and fights the moms of liberty or whatever. Uh, it, it's been a trying time, y'all. My name is Josh. Um, and let's just say I might be a little toasty, too. So... Buckle up, Buttercups. We're going to have ourselves a fun episode. We've been gone for a minute. Yes. And for that, dear audience, you know what? I was going to like hijack this at the end, but I'm going to hijack it right up top. Go for it. Um, okay. We've been off for a, like, a, I think a couple weeks now, and I'm sorry, listeners. Um, we want to be catching up with these books as well, um, just for our own personal needs. But um, a, fascism has reared its ugly head in uh my part of the country here in maryland and because i don't go into very specific details about my personal life on this podcast i will just say uh because of the nature of my job i am having to deal with them uh a lot and deal with these you all know i'm a librarian obviously based on my library handle uh so there's been a lot of book banning happening around here uh and so there's been a lot your boy has said to do but i will say if i may brag for a moment your boy was on the the news and that was pretty fucking cool that was pretty fucking cool but we're here we're back we're talking about x-men um but nothing's more x-men than fighting fashion and nothing is more like if i I, when i tell you listeners that reading the fucking like i like looking back over on kenny avengers today and like the talk of fascism and stuff i'm like Oh man, this is hitting even fucking more than it did the first time I read it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dear listeners, um, f- fuck fascism, uh, fuck book bans. I don't think anyone listening to this uh, would disagree with that. <laughs> did we lose so, a viewer from a listener from that? Good, <laughs> good. Thank fucking thank God. How the fuck did you make it this long to begin with? <laughs> Jesus H Christ. Uh, so, yeah, I don't feel the need to get into any preachy things. You all know what the right side of history looks like. And, and it, we're all, I, I, I firmly believe we're on it. So, Nick, back to X-Men. Guide the ship. So, with X-Men right now, we will be covering X-Men Red 13 and 14 and then Uncanny Avengers number one. But before Uno. that... Uno. Yes, but before that, there's a little bit of X-Men news and not a lot of movie stuff because... These greedy businessmen still don't want to pay their writers and actors what they deserve. They don't want to do it. If they just paid them the money originally, they wouldn't have lost all the money they've already lost from being on strike. Like they've lost more money than they would have if they just paid them. Right? Of course they have. Of course they have. But there was a thing Wednesday. They're going to be trying to negotiate again. Apparently, listen. I hope for the like, like. We live in a day and age where crowdsourcing and crowdfunding and all that shit and like other the gig economy all that shit is so much more prevalent i hope these fucking writers like i know the writers are probably the ones who need to hang on the most i know there are a lot of working actors too but i really fucking hope they hold out as long as fucking needed like i will go without any fucking new tv shows or movies for as long as it takes because if they don't fucking get a good deal, man, we're just going to keep getting garbage anyway. Sure. Yeah. Like for like putting aside the fucking like these people deserve a fucking to a make a goddamn good amount of money for the shit they do. Like just from the selfish viewer standpoint, I want them to get paid because I want better shit. Yeah. You don't need a you don't need a chat bot making a show. Fuck. Fuck. Also, man. I don't know if I mentioned it on on this podcast already, but again, Apple TV, really good shows. I've been binging some Apple TV shows, and I really didn't want to like it because I don't want to buy another streaming service. Dude, if I, like, I... Really good. I, everything, everything I have is Apple. Every fucking thing I have is Apple. The one thing I don't fucking have is, like, Apple TV and, like, their news subscription thing or whatever. I'm like, why don't I just, like, I do the Apple music. I do, why don't I just bundle that shit? I don't know. But nothing ever seems appealing to me. I got Apple TV once. By the way, welcome to the Apple TV Plus podcast. Yeah. Um, hey, if you want a sponsor, please. Yeah. I got, I'll get it then. I yeah. got Apple TV <laughs> Plus one time only, and that was to watch the Beastie Boys documentary retrospective thing they put out. Ooh, I gotta of- watch that then. 
Oh, dude, it's so good. I cried all the way through it though because right. because fucking uh, MCA. Yeah, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Thanks for leaving on a happy note. So yeah, uh, Apple Plus or Apple TV, whatever it's called. See, there you fucking me up. Fuck you. Um, if you want to <laughs> well, watch anything, I'm, oh, cool, I'm fucking you up. In not the copious <laughs> amounts of shit you have. For, nah, that's a rumor. Um, Changeling and Invasion, both really really cool shows so far. Anywho, in X Men news though, oh, yeah. we do have an announcement today for a new comic called The Original X Men about the original five X-Men. Now, before we read the description, we didn't know if it's like the original Claremont, oh, not Claremont, Stan Lee original, or is it the ones that were in the Bendez stuff? Apparently, yeah. it's both. Apparently, tell me, the tell me Phoenix more. is asking the original five to go on this multiverse mission to stop versions of themselves from doing something. And if they do it, they can get their memories back that they were that were taken away from their adventures during the Bendis era. <laughs> Whoa! I love this. I love this premise. <laughs> so, I love this fucking premise. Yes, it's been too long since the X Men have been on some kind of multiversal thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the one. Like I know we've had different timelines, which kind of count as multiversal, but it's been a minute. Since the X Men, it, it's it, like it's been pre Krakoa. I don't think has there hasn't been a multiversal. It does unless you count. I mean, Otherworld. I get. It's not feels, multiverse. No, it's not multiverse. No, it's not multiverse. You're right. It's it's Otherworld, which it's is different. funny because multiverse is the thing now. It, I know, but. X Men haven't really done that much multiversal stuff. Like they say, Mojo not is recently, not recently. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Rachel is from the multiverse. You know what I mean? Like the the X Men are no strangers to the multiverse. It's just they haven't done anything lately. Whatever happened to um... the entire Summers family line <clears throat> is the multiverse. Well, that's the thing we haven't seen this Krakoan era. I don't remember exactly. Seeing that's what I'm saying. X Men. Yeah. I don't remember seeing Wolverine's son from the Ultimate Universe who popped in like right before the Krakoa era. Mm, Wolverine's son with like blonde familiar. hair, I think. That sounds vaguely familiar. He he came to the main continuity, never to be seen. That's probably for the best. You know how I feel about the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, man. My opinions on Mark Millar have definitely changed over the last. My time. opinions have. Oh, dude, it always feels so good to be right. Yeah, it like I I always felt that way though. But yeah. I never like I never knew any. I just always like anything I've ever read by him, like literally <laughs> his work or like his interviews. I'm always like, this guy is a fucking asshole. You know, in fact, I have not seen a lot of interviews of his, to be fair. He's an asshole. And I'm I'm glad um, I'm glad history has proved me right on this. <laughs> Anywho, guys, let's get to it. Issue 13 of X-Men Red is before the before the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. Again, we're all fucking out of sorts here. So yes. um, we're behind. So what's our, our game plan going forward is we're going to cover, like you said, the X-Men Red on Uncanny Avengers. And then we're, we're going to still try to catch up because this is episode 98. Yes. And so next one is episode 99. So we're going to cover the first Gene book in that one. But by time we get there, there might be another Gene book out. And there's... By the time you hear this, there's going to be an Uncanny Avengers number two out. So I'm, things are real fucked up right now. But hang bit, with us bit. because the plan is we're going to cover that first Gene book so that we can get to episode 100 where we, where we and let's be honest, a, a lot of me just yelling and crying, um, talk about Gene for I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and guess a recorded 24 to to 27 hours. It's very possible. It could be a whole episode. It might be a two-parter leading oh, up to 100. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, my God. Um, yeah, there are going to be multiple see. episodes 100 coming out. Just so you're that too. aware, yes. it's gonna it's gonna be done over multiple parts. And then when it's done, then we need to figure out a way to catch up, do whatever. But like, we're gonna be kind of behind right now. And and again, if you all want to blame anybody, blame the Moms for Liberty. Yes, absolutely. Always blame them for multiple things. But also, you know, we're fighting we're fighting fascism in the real world so we can enjoy 
fictional characters doing it for our entertainment. Here we go. Yeah. So, like you were getting ready to say until I hijacked it. Um, That's fine. You're the one covering it. X Men th- or X Men Red Thirteen takes place before the Hellfire Gala. Um, I will say right off the bat, I liked this issue more than the next one. The next one felt a tiny bit rushed in some it weird felt- way that I can't describe. But this happened twice because this happened before. I think when Judgment Day happened, you feel like you missed two issues. Yeah, a little bit. I see. Yeah, I feel like this one's a, a significantly better than the Judgment Day ones, where it just was like, "What the fuck just happened?" We just like hard stopped what we were doing. At least now, X Men Red has been leading into this. Like this is where they've been laying the groundwork for the Genesis War. Yeah, and at least. X-Men Red is still pretty much only covering that aspect of it right now. And I think that's why it doesn't feel as disjointed to me. So X-Men 13 opens with, um, what is his goddamn name? Uh, Two-Face Wolfman thing. Yeah, the two, like, Lycaon, Lycaon, or some, some shit like that. He's, he is the, the holder of the seat of stalemates. He announces himself to the Great Ring as he as he comes up approaching, and he is basically going on and on about how he is just the pinnacle of wisdom, for he owns two brains and can make the rational, enlightened, weighted decision, and he is the the master of compromise because of this. And then, um, our 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 poet buddy, whose name always escapes me, because they they all start with a Lotus. There's so many L names. Yeah, I kind of gave up trying to remember the names of these newer characters. I go like Shame Fish Guy, Ghost Shame Girl. On Shame on you. That's fine. I will do my best though, because it, it's go hard to keep up. Um, so Lotus is the poet, and he just hurls a knife that hits directly between the two heads of the wolf. And the wolf is like, ow. He's like, Well, I compromise on that motherfucker. Um, and so there <laughs> there is a moment where again this is feeling very this is another this 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 character (laughs) completely feels like like where the the hellfire gala was like responding to like real fascism happening this feels like the response to oh where's the decorum we can't call these things out for what they are we have to like sure we're bad like this is the timid timid politician Yes, like he the this werewolf character is like Storm is like please we don't have time for this and he's like oh the insults add upon insults where is the decorum it's like Jesus Christ I hate this fucking character already <laughs> um but the great ring has come together because our our friend who has now returned to us from the sins of sinister universe uh John Ironfire so we know where his story is about to lead he yeah, is or- with. He is at the Great Ring with the White Sword, be, Purity being like, uh, y'all, Genesis is coming. But before he can even get that out, Genesis approaches. And they all see her in the distance. And Genesis, the Genesis War has, has is upon us. And then we get a data page, which is um, one of several that I enjoy, but uh, are slightly frustrating. Yes, um, they are from the new history of Araco, and they are written by Zylo or that which was Zylo or whatever his name is. Um, and it's basically like w- filling in what's happening right now, but written yes. from the future. So, like, it's like a, a history book, but we're in the history. It's covering the Genesis War, and so we get a lot of like what's about to happen and i'm gonna it, and it come and you know so it's not really what also they need to do something about the handwriting font because it's kind of hard to read yes as a dyslexic guy reading cursive where it's hard to read nah Ooh, okay yeah that's really gotta be tough um so we'll just pass it over for now because there's really nothing in it other than um there is a, a there is an araco after this but it's very vague on who who wins um and so Genesis approaches. She has the staff annihilation. If we remember from earlier X-Men Reds, the staff has the power of like suggestion over people. 
and it kind of gives her this ability to just control everyone around her. And it starts putting doubt into the minds of most of those in the, at the great ring. And they all start kind of falling a little bit in line that like Genesis is right. We are weak now. What is this? We're not, we're not fighting the way we used to fight. We, we have children learning art and shit and, storm needed help to fight uranus that's not we don't need help and we're weak and and so all of this is happening and storm has had a fuck enough of genesis coming in here basically calling her shit out and the staff is so powerful that storm goes to strike genesis with a lightning bolt and it says miss and she misses yeah and Storm is o- going, what's its power exactly? It's, like it's basically its power is suggestion. Like it it gets in your head and it causes you to doubt or think slightly along the same lines as what it's telling you to do. Um and so she's I don't know what her mutant power is, other than maybe like all of them. Um she is Genesis. Um yes. And so, like, she is basically controlling the roots in Arako to, like, hold John Ironfire. And she sh- takes the sword from him. Um, Because she does... The- he basically tries to attack before she wraps them all up. And she uses the staff again to make him miss as well. And then she takes the sword from him. She and did. She ch- and she challenges Kobak Neverheld, who... One of my new favorite characters. I love Kobak. He's he's the best. Remember when he remember the scene where he was like bathing in the tub? With, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that cool. guy. He's fucking cool. Um, so he survived his match and he's on the great ring. Um, and so he's taken personal offense to to um to Genesis because he is sitting on the seat that Genesis once sat upon when she ruled the land, and she is basically cha- she calls him out for a challenge. And Lotus basically convinces uh, their version of destiny, I think, but like slightly more powerful and spooky. Um, And what the fuck is his name? Um, Lucidia or something like that. It's another L fucking word. But the 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 mutant there who is basically is the universe is made of stars and the galaxy and can basically see the future and is above the fray he just makes the the as he calls them the iraqo rebels disappear and that's john Ironfire, um i believe xylo uh the slug guy um storm and and kobak and uh, and um the poet whose name keeps escaping me and so he disappears them from the great ring and they're like, whoa, 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 you did a you just broke like two rules, man. We our high rules are if you get challenged, no one can interfere. And if you run away, you're a goddamn dirty coward and we kill you. And you just did both of them. <laughs> and and he and the fucking he's like, I or they honestly, because I think they're no I think yeah. they're I don't think they're any I think they are just a mythical being. Um they're like, yes. That's exactly what I did. What are you going to do about it? Basically. <laughs> and and like you could challenge me if you really wanted to. And even the staff, the fucking annihilation staff is like nope, they ran. That's <laughs> No, he has like a whole galaxy face thing going on. <laughs> we're not like he's like we're not touching that. And Genesis walks away and is like, "All right, well, I'm going to um go ahead and retake my land." And uh, that's how it ends. Um, I give it. I'm going to give it four X's. I really enjoy where I really enjoy these characters and Araco and Genesis really scares me. (laughs) (laughs) I give it three and a half. I thought it was a good buildup, but like I'd probably give it four if I didn't know where it was going. You know, the next issue. I again, I think. Okay, let's get into it. All right, so that leads us to X-Men Red 14. And I will say, I think off the off the top here, I think the, the thing for me that threw me off the most was the vast change in art style direction. I, I hate that. In the story, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. 
it, it, it bugs me. I'm glad it wasn't within the same book. That's always when it's the hardest. Um, but yeah, it, it was rough and, and, and no offense to this artist, but I like the other one better. Yeah. And so it, it, anyway, so we pick up a little bit, not where we, a little bit further from where we left off. And uh, Genesis is using her mutant gift. I don't know what it is to communicate with uh, Arako, the the dormant being that is Arako, much like Krakoa, um, and brings it back to life and basically recreates Arako from when she was in charge, but still on Mars. Yeah, um, this, is, this is like what's happening. So. Not super sure, but I think what happened is she made a rack. She made a racco from their version of that. She turned Mars, what we once called Mars, the, the, <laughs> the mutants like, turned into like a, a racco. There's like someone trying to give a bad presentation. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. What we once called Mars, the All mutants right. turned into a racco. What sure. we now call a racco, Genesis has turned into the original Arako. And so that's really what's just happened is she's basically just re-terraformed Mars. It's just art. Like she just did it differently. So now it's all Arako. Um, and so we are learning kind of what's going on. Uh, Lactuka, the, the watcher, the, the, the universe being, they kind of just sit back in their own space and are like, no one fucks with them and they don't fuck with anyone. They just, they're just watching uh, a lot of, the uh, Iraqi uh, people who fled to the other to the stars to be mercenaries and continue the the Iraqi way of war. Uh, they're like, oh shit, we're doing war again back home. They they head back <laughs> home to uh, to join back up with Genesis. Genesis, because of what she did with bringing the land back, be- has become like basically in charge. And people are like, yes, we love her. She's done this again. The um the the young mutants whose powers were just art based that were like off in the slums they're now in danger because again there is no space in in her cruel world of survival of the fittest for like leisure and arts um and and what should have been storm's human boyfriend has to like flee and peter corbeau is like yeah i got a job for you uh away from them why don't you come over here and not not die um, we find out that, um, Sabu, Sabu, Sabuner or Sabuner, I'm Sabunar, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but the fish person, uh, whose mutant power is control is the ocean is over, controls the ocean and also is the ocean. Um, seemingly was on Genesis's side when we left the, when we left them all in the last book, I, I didn't mention that, but. They were very much like, yes, we, yes, we have become like uh, wayward and, and we need to come back home. But apparently Sabunar went back into the ocean and is just doing their own thing and no one knows what side they're on. So that's interesting. And then we cut to the space station where the rebels went and it's seemingly happening right after they disappeared so here's my first like okay well you just explained a big time jump to us of what's happening but now we're picking up with our Araco rebels right after you teleported them because Kobak is yelling you took me away from this fight I don't understand I was challenged why did you exactly, do this yeah. um, like these uh, two sections should have been reversed yes yeah that would have worked off better but um, even then, like, I hate when, like, all right, cool, wartime. Let's see the casualties. Let's see the repercussion. Oh, no, we're just going to tell you in one page. Yeah. Not. I'm not. It, it's not so bad when it's like a collage. Like, show, and like yeah, they, yeah they, they did a little bit of showing, but not. At least it wasn't a data page. How about that? Yeah. Um. And so Kobach is mad. He's like, dude, you've made a fool of me. Like, I, I this is, I, I'm, I, I can't even live like this. Why, why did you do this? And he screams because I didn't want you to die. I care about you and I care for you and I didn't want you to die like that. And Kobach like sits there and he counts and he's like, 
holy shit you didn't speak in a haiku <laughs> like you what is this like you only speak in poems like what was happening like so i thought that was a really touchy moment to show that lotus really that Kobach the never held may not be never held for long is what i'm is what i'm saying <laughs> um and as they are having this conversation who should walk in but one roberto da costa our own sun sunspot and he's looking he's looking rough He's got blood coming all over him. He's all disheveled. And he and he comes in and the first thing he said is Sam's dead. Yep. Oh, and Frenzy who and Dazzler and Jubilee. <laughs> all the newly elected X-Men. But Sam's dead. And then, oh, oh G Gray. He gets Jean Gray next. <laughs> and he's like, there, Captain America, he's like, he's basically telling us what happened at the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. And makes it seem like it just happened. So this coincided. And he's like, he's telling, he's like, I, I don't think resurrection is in is attacking. Or like once she heard Gene's name, I do like I and I do like that we're doing this. Storm is like the gallows attack. Gene is like her first fucking thing is Gene. Like yeah. I, I love I love their love and friendship and i'm like i don't necessarily ship them like a lot of people do but i don't like i don't not think they're in love you know what i mean i just sure. don't necessarily know if they need to be in a romantic relationship but they definitely need to be together forever because they're the best and this is one of the few books that has like a immediate reaction because most of their books are like x weeks later yeah from the exactly this is like oh god i just got back everything yeah. went bad and crazy yeah, and somebody's like, he's speaking like he's drunk. He's like, no, mine, frazzled, Charles, in brain, yelling. I had to use the red triangle. And then he's like, I, so so they're all dead, and Sam's dead. And he just ends with that again. And then, like, she's like, who is responsible? And, his, oh, he wises up now. And, and Roberto says some other dead people named Orcus. He's pissed. And so Storm is like Orcus. And then and then again her next thing just like his next it, it just like his beginning and end is Sam's dead and then he has to fucking like that saying it again gives him that and now a bunch of people are going to be dead. Yeah. Fucking her first thing is Orcus, Gene is dead. Oh shit this all makes perfect sense. Like Jean coming to terms with Jean puts her back into, Oh shit is real. And I'm about to now I'm pissed. Yeah. And so we basically get them all coming together. Like what the heck, what's happening was like storms, like we're going to war. And then we get another little data page telling us X weeks into the war. So there's your X weeks. Um, no one's fucking with Iska. Iska's claimed her own land, and she's like, I don't want anything to do with this war. Don't come anywhere near me, and I don't give a shit. Um, the Locust Vial, those from the Tarn's creations, they have their own little section. Basically, Araco Prime is back. Genesis is ruling it, but there are little outlayers that she doesn't quite have control of and those are outside of Araco Prime I believe in, the, in what is in what is the rest of Mars and so she is sending her troops out basically to conquer more and more land and that is what we learn here and then we cut to the battlefield uh, where they are I don't know where this is on Araco but it's what we, we've seen it before it's where the statues of both um apocalypse and genesis are carved into the sides of the mountains it's the gateway into araco prime i believe if I, if i'm if i'm reading this correctly which i don't know if i am um and so there's a giant war happening on the ground and um richard whatever the fuck his name is richard nova Ryder, yeah. richard Ryder, thank you nova <laughs> is is basically one of the only air units here and he's trying to lead the ground, but don't worry, sun sunspots involved, and he can fly now too. So he's got this. Um, and so they get some airstrikes going, and then 
they see off in the distance a a not familiar looking mutant, but Roberto Roberto recognizes the mutant power from anywhere, and he sees him coming, and it's basically the Araco version of Cannonball, um, and he is called Omega Rocket, and he is one of Genesis basically like scouts and and he's out there doing her bidding and he's flying in and he's also nigh invulnerable when while blasting but he says it slightly different and he says i am fully invulnerable while i am blasting <laughs> and it is at that moment because he's flying in from the wrong direction he's coming in over iska territory iska fucking just notches an arrow and launches it through his fucking head and he crashes into the ground so he's gone just stay off her territory you know and that's all she says. She's like, "My the mountains are mine. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and so that allows them to focus more on the ground units. They're trying to get reinforcements together. But fear not, for Storm is here. And Storm comes down and basically obliterates the walls, obliterates the mountains, and takes down the statues of Genesis and Apocalypse and crumble it down. She doesn't kill the people, but she blocks them off from, from getting any further. And she's like, I, this is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for mercy and we're fighting for peace. And Genesis is the one who's going to call this weakness and going to call this like us being, being weak. And I don't think, I think mercy is strong is strength. And so the, the rebels with Storm's help basically are able to hold off the, the troops and, and win the, the day, but they haven't won the war. And it's then they wonder, where the fuck is Apocalypse, actually? And so they all go back to their base in Port Prometheus, and they, they think to themselves, Apocalypse has got to be involved in some way, maybe, right? Unless he was her first victim. We can't stay here forever. We got to move. They're going to find us. They're trying to plot. When who walks in. But the Fisher King. Who is. As far as we know. Doesn't have a mutant gift. That's what I was confused about also. (laughs) Other than I think just being. The Fisher King. And. What the fuck is he? (laughs) Half of his body is muscle worms muscle tenue maybe huh it could be so it remember redwood that um oh fuck um x the x-men guy went to find him the fucking not sunfire what's the no not sunfire the other oh the tree root one? Yes, the tree root one that what's his name got went to Otherworld to find. So and then he failed because he he basically he saved Red Root, but he didn't get back to the the meat. Yeah, point. Sunfire. Sun Sunfire. No. Yeah. Is yeah. it Sunfire? Sunfire. Yeah, the Japanese one. Yeah. 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 It's Sunfire? Okay. I don't know why that's not like it's not sounding right in my head right now. <laughs> I'm but, making me doubt it. No, I think you're right. Um, but he kind of maybe looks like red root a little bit so i i don't know what's happening here but half of his body is covered with some kind of weird creature thing yeah and he's like we have to go to war our our culture is written in blood and it is in our blood i like and he's like we need to go fucking stop genesis and so now the fisher king is on their side uh i give it three x's there were some cool parts but like it felt a little rushed and i didn't like the art yeah, I give it two point five for the same reasons. Like I, I hate when it feels like we're skipping over the parts I care about and the parts that could make it like an epic story event. You're just mad because they make it so that you can't read the goddamn data pages. That too. That is pretty fucked up. Yeah. That I had never even considered that. I mean, I was just hard to read because I'm old. Yeah. So imagine being old dyslexic. <laughs> Yeah, buckle up for you, Buttercup, because yeah. you, 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 what, you're like 20, 25 years younger than me or something? 
Uh, so next up, we have Uncanny Avengers. Now, I'm really excited to talk about this book because I loved the Rick Remander run of Uncanny Avengers, the only other run. It was such a great, I, w- I want to say from the beginning to end, but the ending wasn't the best. It ended like in a in an event, but like it started out really, really fucking good. It was this team. So basically the team was Captain America, Sunfire, Wonder Man, Wolverine, Scarlet Witch, when she was still considered a mutant, Rogue, Thor, and Havoc. Oh, so it was, so Sunfire is the name. Yeah. All right, good. Um, I love the team. Their first mission, uh, this is after Avengers vs. X-Men. And Cap is like, we got to reunite our sides, show people we're united. And then the Red Skull stole Xavier's brain and put the mutant parts of it in his brain. So he had Xavier powers. Interesting. And he was making everyone full of hate. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I wonder. So as, as we get through it, and again, this is this is where I'm going to re- remind the listener, in case you fast forwarded through a lot of the rambling. Um, this you're going to hear this after issue two has come out. Most likely, yeah. Because I, I there's no way in hell I'm getting this up before Friday, and issue two comes out on Wednesday. So, okay. so I. I Take remember that right now in uh, the moment of time that we're recording this, we have no fucking clue what's happening outside of these pages. Yeah. So, um, Uncanny Avengers, a really good, strong story before ended with the access event, which I was never personally crazy about. What's I feel like there's remind, a lot of remind the listeners because I'm sure they don't remember. Because <laughs> <clears throat> so I totally were, do. I totally do. There was a onslaught version of red skull um that was a thing Boo. yeah there was um a character shift i forgot what caused the beam or whatever but it made good guys bad and bad guys good randomly that's how we got that's how we got that silver genius tony stark the the one uh not this oh yeah superior iron man the superior Uh, iron man that's mm -hmm. where it came from when he was Twisted emotion, so he was kind of evil and doing whatever he wanted and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that ending felt very Marvel mandate-y. But everything before that event, absolutely phenomenal. Like just really top-notch stuff. So this when this was announced, I was really looking forward to it. And this so far, this first book I really liked. So the team will go through it from the cover at least, is Captain America, Rogue, M, Deadpool. Psylocke and Quicksilver. To be sure, <clears throat> that is that is penance. That that's fair. Yes, that is penance. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so we start off the book with. I mean, Doctor. I know uh, Monet is fully in charge, but when she's in that form, she calls herself penance. Yeah. So. Um, we have Doctor Stasis and Modoc looking for someone. It says not long ago, they find this coffin esque looking thing. And they tell this person that mutants are in charge and the country's going to crap. And this person, who I think I know who it is, bursts out of this coffin and they're like, well, we got a new partner. Can you, person... right, who do you think it is? Because I started having. Oh, guesses. I think it's, it's Hydra Cap. Okay. That's all right. That's what I. All right. Yeah. I think it's Hydra Cap because for people who don't know, Nick Spencer did a whole run of two Captain America books, but I thought were actually very, very good. Um, which led to an event where uh, the quickest way to put it is Red Skull used the Cosmic Cube to change Steve Rogers' history, which made a Hydra sleeper agent Captain America. But during the event, the Cosmic Cube became sentient and made the original, brought back the original Captain America at the same time as the evil one. So when they took over the country, the Hydra, they took it over through politics and people actually like not voted them, but tolerated them. But then real cap came back and they're like, Hey, yeah, America. And they beat him and he was locked up by, by a shield. But the end of the book, Hydra agents were the ones guarding his cell. So, okay. Getting out. So I don't, I don't know what happened after that. That was a few years ago. 
So I don't know if he ever got out already or if they put him down already or whatever. But I all right because I, sure I do remember there again. I wasn't. I, I'm not. I don't read much outside of X Men, so a lot of things I don't know. But I do recall there being some kind of Nazi Steve Rogers several yeah. years back, and and I remember it being oh it got resolved because it was a different version and it was like okay so like that's that was one of my like one of my thoughts my only thoughts were it's that or the red skull like <laughs> you know what i mean because like it's a nazi yeah i'm pretty sure it's evil steve rogers because it had like the way they talk to this person and motivate this person and then the first people this person goes to save it's a fucking nazi yeah so and former Hydra agents, so we'll get to that. And, in a yeah, and then yeah, and then and and old because they know what's his what's his Nazi face. Anyway, uh, Von Strucker. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So then we go to the youngest and sexiest version of Ben Urich. Um, recapping Dude, what happened? <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know why the because artist made him so young. We. We just saw him recently, and he was like a middle-aged man. A middle-aged man, and right now he's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I don't know. I good, mean, for good for him. Yes, good for uh, him. Looks good. Looks great for his age. So he he's phenomenal. This is the best Ben Urich has ever looked. <laughs> he's recapping what's been going on with X Men, basically. And we see a bunch of X-Men being or mutants being while taken, being hot as fuck <laughs> being taken by these Nazi groups, Orcus soldiers. And while they're trying to stuff them in a plane, uh, we start getting graphic and someone slits the commander's throat. It's none other than Psylocke, accompanied by penance. And they just start tearing through these motherfuckers. They just start murdering Nazis and yeah. And I want to say, I'm glad, I am so fucking glad that Marvel is allowing them to put into a, a book with the word Avengers on the cover, people slicing the heads off of Nazi members and like showing the blood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, listen, that's, for a company owned by Disney and with the dude who's in at the helm of Marvel, I'm this is impressive. Well, that's I'd like there's a line later. Uh, basically, Psylocke and Penix are like, do not try and get in our way. Do not stop us. They killed hundreds of thousands of mutants. And he just says, avenge them. Yeah. Steve Rogers is straight up like, go. I, I don't care about like I'm Captain America. I don't care about killing Nazis like. Yeah. Like I must like I I have no fucking qualms about killing Nazis. So then we see that Deadpool and Quicksilver are already with him. Um, they they keep this continuity that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are not mutants, which I I think is a shame. They should be mutants. I think it's a real shame. It's a real shame. <laughs> Sorry, they're experiments from the high evolutionary. I think that's what they're going with now. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I haven't. I don't think I discussed on this podcast. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, dude. I did not. This was an up top conversation we should have had. I um, I've wa- I finally watched uh, Guardians of Galaxy three, and I was not prepared oh, for god. the emotional ride <laughs> I was gonna go on with Rocket fucking yep. Raccoon. Yep. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Rocket Rocket Raccoon. I mean, he's cool. He's cool as fuck. But like, oh my god, I was bawling my eyes. <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there we go. So now, this is an aspect of the book that I wasn't crazy about. So this new team is sneaking off from this place where they freed a bunch of mutants and blew up most of the base. Now we cut to. Um, what do they call him? Captain Krakoa. That's what they're right. calling him. And he has Blob and the uh, Wild Child with him. And he's like, I have to go past the Sentinels and blah blah and and break down to the prison to get the Von Strucker children out. So immediately, I'm like, well, why would the Blob work with this guy? 
I know we're going to get more into it later, but the idea that they're so dumb they don't know they're working with the bad guy is kind of I mean, ridiculous. I I could see Blob doing it up to this point because Blob is gullible and he loves... He's been on almost every version of yes. the Brotherhood and the Mutant Liberation Front. Yeah. like So we know Blob is... Let's be honest. Blob is a a, a rebel. He he's he believes in mutant separatism. Like he like he has a cause. Like he does. Like he's always been on a team with a cause, and his cause is often honestly just. Um, he's just not fucking bright. Yeah, he's not smart. So I can see him getting bamboozled up to here, but when the Von Strucker twins come into the fold and he sees them with his own eyes in their Nazi regalia and he's like I'm still on the right side I I just that I'm like no that I I don't think our modern blob would do this yeah he felt more he felt kind of regressed but I'll get to that a little more in a second so first they basically catch up with what happened in the X-Men book when we were meeting back up with Shadowcat and, and Emma yes and after that, they get a message of another attack. They go to check it out, and they bump into the new Mutant Liberation Front. And like you said, we have the Von Struckers in full not-Nazi Nazi regalia. And he's like, hey, I'm working with people that are going to fight for our freedom. And it's like, dude, there's no way you're... You see Rogue right there, right? Like Rogue, Rogue. is... like It's Rogue. Yeah. Rogue is a hero, dude. Like, like I, I, I guess though. Like you were seeing Rogue with Deadpool, Quicksilver, what you think is Captain America working for America, and you think America sucks. Which I, again, Blob's not wrong there. It is not. Uh, you know, like I can see Blob at first being like, "Rogue, what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, but again. To his, to his right, are two Nazis. Yeah, that he knows because he was living in Krakoa, and I don't think it was a secret. No, that that they went into the pit. No, it seemed like it was a big deal when someone went into the pit. Like that's why the pit existed, so that it scared everybody into compliance. Yeah. So then, uh, after a little bit of a punch up. The Captain America and Captain Krakoa fight each other, and he immediately catches the shield and then breaks the arm of Steve Rogers. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, who else could do that? Yeah. And then we get a little extra thing for this God's book coming out. I don't know what the deal is with this fully yet. Uh, Something about a bunch of Tesser... Somebody's... So, so they had a multiversal version of an Eternal... I think they said it was Icarus, but from a different yeah. universe. And they said, yeah, yeah, he has another Tesseract in him. Like, looked like from his brain? So something's going yeah, on with Tesseracts? It, yeah, so the, the new character is basically, let's find out why someone is smuggling Tesseracts to this Earth. So, like, basically somebody is sneaking them in to Earth. Which is weird, because most of these, like, cosmic items, like gauntlets and shit... The rule is they don't work outside of their universe. Normally. Yeah, I know. So I don't know. But yeah, I like this issue. It felt fun. It was brisk. I want to know where it's going. So I give it four and a half X's. Um, I'll give it just a solid four X's. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's a, a, it's a nice team. It's a nice like um it's a nice lineup for a team. It's a good lineup. It was a good setup. Um it felt weirdly short for how much it cost and how big it was, but it was also... It is a thick book that feels short, yeah. <laughs> it, but it, again, it had one whole page dedicated to a, another comic. Um, it, the, up top, I think, were like two or three pages for John Romita. Yeah. Like, it, like I didn't pay for that shit. I paid for the... <laughs> <laughs> Who do I talk to about that fucking fascism? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, guys, next week, episode 99, we're talking Jean Grey, and then we'll pick and choose whether books sound important, because when we get to 100, guys, everything changes.
everything changes because when we get to 100, it's going to be probably another 100 episodes of the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> no, this is a new season when everything changes. If we're going back in time, like a, a retro year, <laughs> podcasting. Know, we spend we become the ultimate long form podcast, and we truly spend one whole year covering all versions of the Dark Phoenix saga. Why did I just get an image of a podcast where you just act like it's this particular date and you're reviewing a brand new comic? Oh my god, Gene Gray's gone crazy. Listen here, folks. <laughs> I don't know why it's the forties when the Dark Phoenix saga. It, it wasn't. It was. It was very, very much the seventies. <laughs> we can talk about breaking. Uh, Michael Keaton might be Batman. It's crazy. That was crazy. Who is Mr. this Batman? Mister Mom. That failed TV show from the sixties. They didn't make a movie out of it. Okay. Anyway, this is when you know we've been going too long. Yeah. So, guys, where can they find you and see your adventures of fighting fascism? Um, I'm on the blue sky thingy. Um, yeah. it's it's exbrarian. I should check on that. What is it? Is it exbrarian? How are you liking blue sky? I need to use it more. But it, it honestly, it it's just it's just like Twitter. It's 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 phenomenal. It's just there's not I it's just not enough people there yet. I mean, yet to go somewhere where you know you can aggressively yell at someone unprovoked i mean you could, of course you can do that there i mean you can okay. do that you can do that on any social media platform good, it's good. Just, just, making sure, just making sure it's still there for the normal everyday man that just wants it is to so you can find me on the blue language. sky app as i on the blue sky app you can find me at xbrary and it's librarian with an x you can Where? find me still on x um at Madman three thousand five, unless today's rumor is true, where that dumb piece of garbage said everyone's gonna get charged now to use Dude, it. Dude, come on! I sent Just you. Saw you that. Have an account. You made an account. Start using it. Yeah, if that happens, I, that's my only choice. I'm not paying for the piece of crap. I know. We got, like just listeners. If you're listening to this, I think I have like at least one more invite code. You yes, message him. Krakow What's our Gmail? Krakoa radio at gmail.com. If you're a listener and you need an invite code, first one gets it. If I have any more by the time I get your email, I'll send it to you too. There you go. Awesome. So anyway, guys, until then, get ready. Buckle up. Almost at 100 episodes. Until then, we will see you next time.